Thank you for tuning into More Than a Felon. I'm your host, Liddell Hayes, T26179, the ex-felon. After serving a prison sentence of 11 and a half years, I was able to get back into society and founded my very own nonprofit organization called Operation Flame. However, society is not always the most forgiving when inmates are being reintroduced after serving prison time. Here are more than a felon, we will conduct live interviews with ex-felons who have found success within their community and are striving to change the lives of others. Join us every week where you can experience real topics from ex-felons as well as real-time phone calls with currently incarcerated inmates to get their opinion on how we can reduce the spread of incarceration. Ex-felons in society have paid their debts to the rights for freedom, but many are challenged to change the way we are viewed by public perception. For more information regarding matters such as these, please feel free to visit our website at operationflame.com. Let, let me ask you this other question. What were some of the negative impacts in your life that you've challenged that brought out the positive results in you? Hmm. Man, Dale, the, the first thing that comes to mind as far as negative impacts uh, is, is honestly the same reason why we know each other. Me going to prison, man, that was probably, you know, one of the biggest negative impacts that's challenged me, but ultimately produced positive results. And I say that because... When I went to, I say when I went to prison, you know, I, I was I was young, man. I was fresh, eighteen years old, nineteen at the most, and I was I considered myself to be immature. Like I was a live wire. I remember a couple times, you know, some of the older, some of the older dudes had to sit me down when I got to prison and told me that I couldn't operate the way I was operating because you know I was headed down the dead end street and I was gonna crash into you know a brick wall. Just being in that situation, let me back up. I got accepted to college while I was in the county jail fighting my case before I got sentenced to prison. So just knowing that I was on a bus going to prison instead of on a plane, you know, going to Atlanta to go to college was something that really ate me up inside. But I really couldn't imagine me going to college being the same person I was before going to prison, you know, going down there and still being, still having that same mentality. I don't think I would have made it. So even though it was a negative situation, about me being in prison, it also produced positive results because it allowed me to like really grow up, really like become a man in, in, in some sense. And to really sit down and think like, which direction do I really want my life to go? And, and as a result, man, I didn't go out. I didn't go down there on the same BS and mature stuff, man. I, I went down there to really handle business and it paid off. Pretty sure it did, man. And, and sometimes you said something that brought out a lot in me when there was older individuals that, that sit you down the right way. You was I one of them, man. Yeah. <laughs> you was one of them. Hey, we you wanted, stayed, we, you stayed hollering at me, man, for real. I appreciate yeah. it. We wanted you to go home, man. Some of us have made mistakes that we didn't want to see other people make. And mm-hmm. in, in prison, you have a rowdy bunch there. You have some that, frankly, are selfish, immature, really, and never really grew up and all about themselves. But you also have some that's going to say, you know what? And, and, and I got this from a, a bunch of lifers. That's why when I had cellmates, I pretty much shared a cell with somebody that had life because mm-hmm. I wanted to learn something from them and partake from them. But to have that positive imagery inside of your head 
and people that's telling you to do the right thing, do the right thing. Don't get caught up in this same trap. Don't come back. Important. You know, we knew that that went a long way. And we, sure. and, and like I say, man, we, we, we can't commend you enough that you went out there and did you, did you pledge in any of those college fraternity things or how was your career in, in school? College changed my life, man. Like I, I, I used to tell my friends back home and I said, man, give up whatever y'all doing out there. Let's check in the school, man. Y'all gonna have the best time. <laughs> but I did end up pledging the fraternity. I pledged Omega Psi Phi my sophomore year in a school and I was actually the president the following year. And then my senior year, I was something called the second vice grand boss list to where I was an undergrad student, but I was over all of the undergraduate schools in Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, and Alabama. So that was a great experience overall for me. I'm not only uh, going to college, but joining fraternity as well. Man, that's good. That's good, man. And while you were there, you know, incarcerated before all of this, what was your turning point? And I, like I say, we, we we know that, you know, we got positive people that's teaching you and showing you the right way. Then you knew that you were, you should have been going to school instead of being on a bus shackled up, headed to a, a, in the desert to do time in a hot state prison. What was your mindset after you were sentenced all that time? Well, my mindset was was go out there to handle business. But honestly, Dale, I'll, I'll be sitting here lying if, if I said that I didn't have more than, than one turning point. like. Like, I didn't find myself having these self-talks in the mirror, like, man, you got to get yourself together, Sonny. You know, you got to get your you got to get your stuff in order. But besides going to prison and that being a huge turning point, another significant time that comes to mind is when I first got to Atlanta, I was considered like a high control parolee. And so when I finally got the opportunity to get my parole transfer from California to Georgia in order to go to school, one of the stipulations was I had to be on house arrest for six months. But since I did so good, like the first four months, my parole officer gave me the opportunity to, you know, for early release off house arrest. And so I got off house arrest on a Friday and me and my two, two close friends that was already in school down there, we, they decided to take me out for the first time. And we, we went to the club. It was a Saturday night. I'll never forget it. We went to the club and on the way back from the club, it was like three in the morning. Me and one of my friends, we were driving home and we were speeding on the freeway. And before you knew it, we had about four cop cars behind us, four or five cop cars. And I'm like, what's going on? And when they pulled us out the car, they ended up arresting us for excessive speeding and, and reckless driving. And after I'm talking about the first day off of house arrest, Dale, and I just was and I had one of those talks in the mirror again, like, man, what did you get yourself into? But just the mere fact of me having to go walk into that parole office and go sit down with my parole officer and explain to him, you know, like, I am so sorry for what happened. But just to hear him say that it was a possibility that I might be sent back to L.A. and I wouldn't be able to stay in Georgia or I wouldn't be able to go to school was a huge, huge turning point. And for me, it was a, a wake up call for me to be standing in front of that mirror again, having that same talk. But this time it was like real loud and clear. Like, not only did I have to pivot, but I had to really just turn my life around, you know, in all aspects, not just on some street stuff, but even when it's just coming to have some fun. Like, you cannot, you know, make the same dumb mistakes that you used to make in L.A. That that was a huge turning point for me when I, I got arrested that first day off of house arrest for excessive speeding and, and, and reckless driving. Yeah, I did not, not want to end up. I thought I thought to myself, I'd never be back in jail. And for me to be back in jail one day after house arrest, Dale, I, I was just shaking my head at myself. 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of scary and uh, unimaginable being the first day that you had any type of activities being outside the house arrest and then you guys are arrested for reckless speeding and driving uh, on the freeway. So yeah, that first that's, glimpse uh, of Atlanta that was that was day one, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it seems like Atlanta is now uh, part of your life, a story that that you had to tell from going from being incarcerated to going to school. And even though that little hiccup happened, it didn't stop you. It didn't no, slow no. you down. It just shows good determination, you know, and focus and the mindset, you know, like I say, hey, I wanted to go to school. I did that. We went to a club. I admitted to that. You know what? It won't happen. They made a mistake. Full speed ahead. Yeah, and by the grace of God, man, they, they gave me a little leniency and didn't didn't put me on the first flight back home. Now, let me ask you this. The day that we live in, the time that we live in right now, do you think in society as a whole, the young black men are underachieving? Young black men in society as a whole, are we underachieving? Yes. Man, honestly, I, I think as young black men, we are overachieving in a country that's designed and built for us to be underachievers mm. and not reach our full potential. You know, like th this country definitely wasn't designed or built for us to win at all. So, so I think the black man, like when it comes to the black man, the young black man, I think we're honestly just making the best glass of lemonade with the lemons we have, or we're playing the best card game with the cards that we were dealt. Let me say, I want to give the roses to, to, to young men in my generation and the generation under me for stepping up and, and trying to be better than the generation before us. Like, okay. Like specifically, like when it comes to like fatherhood, I say, I think my generation, we kind of like take pride in being fathers. I remember growing up, it probably was like two out of every three young boys probably was growing up in, in a single family or single mother household, I would say, and didn't grow up with a father. But in, in today's day and age, when you, you know, when you like we talked about social media and how we're able to you know, see a glimpse of people's lives. It's, it seems like, you know, a lot of my friends, a lot of my peers, we're shunning the deadbeat dads. And, you know, we're taking pride in being, you know, in our kids' life, actively in our kids' life and playing a big role in the development of our kids. So when it when it comes to underachieving, man, I couldn't say we're underachieving at all, man. I think we're overachieving. And at the same time, it's, it's kind of like relative to, you know, who you're around and what you see. Because if I, you know, go stand on Crenshaw and Slauson every day and you ask, you know, me that same question, you know, I'll probably for sure say, yes, we're underachieving. But to see the strides and the progress that a lot of my peers are making, both those that I went to college with and those that I grew up with out here in L.A., everyone has a mindset. I, I want to say like Nipsey Hussle really like like lit a, f a flame in the minds of, of my generation, man, to want to do better. So as a whole. In society, I think we're striving and going down the right direction, man. And instead of underachieving, we're actually overachieving. And it takes people like you, man, for people to see you and to hear you. Sometimes your stories are not heard. One is heard. And if I look at you right now, I can say to myself, I would have never guessed that you were ever incarcerated. Mm. Until you tell somebody your story, then they might not hear it. You come from troubled ground, but you climb out of it. And that's the positive reinforcement that we need in our community today. People need to see that. It's not the mistake that you made, but at times it's how do you recover and how do you bounce back from it? Exactly. And that, that means a lot. And, you know, speaking about men being fathers to their kids, you know, the generation up under you, that's huge. I was talking to someone earlier and he said that 
you know, a lot of a lot of the the black men is leading the is leading the nation with multiple kids, you know, mm -hmm. by you know four or five kids, and then a, a lot of them are by different women. So mm -hmm. that takes away that opportunity for certain men to be involved in certain kids' lives. So some of them growing up without that positive enforcement that they actually need, you know. But to hear you know about any man. You know, black or not, being involved in that child's life, it gives that, that child a better chance, especially an educated chance. Yes, definitely, brother. Definitely, definitely. You know? And all my dads out there, man, that's that's really out there putting the, the good foot forward to, to actually being a dad, being a father. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. The term ex-felon, what does it mean to you and how do you categorize it? Oh, man, ex-felon. What does it mean to me? It it means to me it means exactly what the word says, man. It it means a person that was once convicted of a felony crime. I would put ex felon. I would categorize that or, or put that in the same category as an ex girlfriend or ex employer, man. It, it's the past, you know. And, and my past does not define my present or my future. It doesn't define who I am now or who I'm going to be, you know, tomorrow or in the future at all. That term ex felon it puts a stigma on anyone whose name is attached to it. It kind of puts you in a box that you're always going to be a criminal in some way, form, or fashion. Or, you know, how they say once a criminal, always a criminal. But to me, man, that's that's exactly what it is. The X, the X is bigger than the felon part to me. That means it's behind me and I'm not looking in the rear view mirror exactly. um, back at it at all, man. This doesn't define who I was either. When I became a quote unquote felon, it, it doesn't define who I was. So an ex-felon is just that, man. It's something that's in the past and it's something that I do not want to look back on at all. Yeah, so I put that in the same category as my ex-girlfriends, man. <laughs> They're non-existent. <laughs> yeah, you know, I look at it sometimes and it can be motivation for me. Mm -hmm. Because I know I'm labeled. I constantly ask people, how can I bury my past when you're chasing me with a shovel? I was accused of something 20 years ago don't mean I'm that same person now. And it takes an educated mind to say, you know what? You're right. I do feel that society has been trained to recognize ex-felons and put us in a particular category. But now some of us are actually climbing out of that category and showing them, if I don't tell you, you'll never know. Exactly. You never knew about this. As we were talking, you couldn't see it. You couldn't tell. So judge me accordingly to what I present now versus something that transpired when I was 19 years of age. Exactly. That's that's the definition of judging the book by its cover. You know, they, they'll pull that background sheet down and they'll, they'll definitely look at me with two cross eyes, you know, and wouldn't give me the chance if I paid them. But, yeah, I definitely agree with you, Dale, man. That doesn't define who, who I was or who I am. The best part of, about you is you return back to where you came from and you're still showing people there's a better way it's up to somebody to perceive it and somebody to walk in your shoes to know what you've been through and you fought like hell yeah. and you recovered and you came back and i'm sure that your family is beyond proud you know you're no longer our problem in a society but yet you're trying to fix some of the problems that's going on in society because if yeah, you can do it that's my mentality sometimes if we I can, can do, do it, it man you, yeah. yeah we can do it man i remember when you first told me you were a firefighter i remember when we first reconnected dale and th that's when the, the fires were going crazy up north and you telling me you about to go fight some fires and i was like what you talking about dale 
<laughs> you explain everything to me, man. Just like you saying you proud of me, man. I, I had the biggest smile in my face and on my heart, man, when you told me that, man. And I want to tell you, man, I want to give you a flower now, too. I'm proud of you, bro. I'm mm-hmm. proud of you, big bro, man, for setting an example, for always encouraging me to do better and be better. And so being that voice of reason, man, like, like I said, you was one of those dudes when I was locked up and I was running wild to sit me down and talk to me and tell me, man, like, it's not the way I want to go. And I was headed, like I said, man, I was ready to crash and burn. But honestly, that's the mentality when I went to prison that I had, like, you know, no one going to say anything to me. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a firecracker. I'm a duet, whatever it takes to, you know, do whatever, man. And people like you, man, really you know, shifted my, my way of thinking in there, which ultimately shifted my way of thinking when I got out, man. So I want to say thank you, man. I appreciate that more than oh, anything, bro, brother. We did that, man. We all got our own stories, man. When they they sent me to my last five years of incarceration, they sent me to that MA fire camp. I excelled in it, man. They I got to taking college courses up in there when I was there in fire technology. And you know, so they told me, hey, the way you're going, you can get you a job when you come home. I'm like, huh? Oh, really? Where else? I was convicted of five felonies, found guilty on all five charges. So I got five strikes. They couldn't strike me out because it all came from a case number under the three strikes law. Wow. So I'm like, you mean to tell me I can get a job working for the federal government upon my release? And, like, and it was true. It was the dire truth. I sure mm-hmm. did. While I was there, man, I, I came up with my, with my concept. And I created, you know, a nonprofit organization. This is a lot of positivity that we have within those walls, man, that's coming out here in society right now. But they just don't see it because they're overshadowed by someone else who may have reoffended and or made another mistake. That's the one of the reasons why I wanted to come up with this podcast and call it more than a felon because it's so much more. You know, somebody might say, you, you think about getting your record expunged? I said, no, I'm going to leave it where it is. It makes me want to be more of a father to my son because Mm -hmm. I looked at some things that I put my father through and I know how I feel about my eight year old. When my brother, my my older brother died, well, he was murdered years ago. So that's one son gone. And then me getting incarcerated, the effect that I have on my father, what if my son do that to me? So I'm like, whoa. So it made me, while you sitting there, while we are actually sitting there, you know, in that cell, there are certain things that come to our mind that we actually pre- wait, can't wait to go home and put this plan together. For There's sure. so much more to us than a brand that our label that they give us. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why, like, man, us committing each other, man, is good. And I hope that the trend continues. So you want to tell people once again where you what you do and your the address of your location. So if they need either one of your services, they can stop by and give them a website. Yeah, of course. Once again, Hassani Ellis, I'm an accountant, real estate agent, basically like a financial coach. And uh, we're located at uh, 2827 West Slauson. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Crenshaw and Clark Financial. We're on Facebook, Crenshaw and Clark Financial. And our website is uh, www.crenshawandclarkfinancial.com. So we uh, Please feel free to reach us out. If you have any questions, man, that's exactly what we're here for, to help our community members be better, do better, and to just live better financially. Okay. We appreciate that. This is Liddell Hayes, the host once again with More Than a Felon. Uh, Here are a special guest of mine and a dear close friend of mine, Hassani Ellis, who's now an entrepreneur 
doing not nice and positive things in this community. And thank you for, for participating with us. And you thank the viewers. And we appreciate you guys and hope to see you soon. Of course, man. And before we leave, man, I want to commend you on, on this platform too, Dale, man. Like I told you, man, this is something that not only ex-felons, but everyone needs to get behind and support because it is shedding a light on individuals like me that's more than a felon. Oh, we need it, man. We need it, man. We need it. We definitely going to keep in touch with each other, my guy. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that we can get a chance if this, this does you know, some positive things that you know we wanted to do, that we can have a... a a whole nother open dialogue where we can do things with a whole a few, several of us in one in one area and just, we can do some things live and, and, and we can put our heads together and come up with a plan let's make it happen brother let's make it happen man once again thank you man have a blessed day all right one love to you bro appreciate you man all right brother i'll talk to you soon all right all right this is your host again Adele hayes t26179 the ex-felon thank you for tuning into more than a felon where we will continue to discuss daily issues that affect our communities and highlight the achievements of ex-felons who are now gainfully employed, own their own businesses, or those currently seeking future employment. We appreciate you for listening to the stories of those searching for a second chance in society. Subscribe to our podcast here at More Than a Felon. Join our Facebook group at More Than a Felon. And visit our website at OperationFlame.com for more positive stories such as these you've heard.